Hello, how y'all doing today? It's another crazy, crazy, crazy podcast from Eric. And it's about this one. This one is about the, the 1970s tricks of the trade. Welcome to the craziness that lives inside my head. It's an all night up, baby. Staying all night up, no sleep. It's about to get crazy. 24 hour party. It's an all night up, baby. You know, it's very interesting. Um, I keep saying at my age, I will be 72 soon. And at my age, um, I'm not really keeping up what's going on in the gay community. I mean, I get my news what's going on from the news depends on what news you listen to and to me things are a little crazy when I was coming up um, you had ABC NBC and CBS mainly the, you get your news from then you had the I'm from New York Daily News the news in the mirror and the New York Times but now in this day and age there's so many ways to get information about what's going on so many ways and I was just thinking about that, and I said, I'm not keeping up what these young people are doing today. I only go by what I hear, maybe on Facebook, maybe on Twitter, but basically, I just go by what I see on the news and Google and all that. But I did thought about 1970. Um, you got to know what you're doing in 1970s. One of those, we didn't have Google. We didn't have Twitter. We didn't have all these other things. Everything was by, uh, how did I say, by word of mouth. And one of the things that I learned, I had a friend named Richie. I, I, I mention him all the time because if it wasn't for Richie, I wouldn't know how to navigate in the gay community on Christopher Street and up in Harlem and all those gay areas without Richie because Richie was oh, 10 years older than me. So he knew what was going on. I got my gay news, my gay, how do you say navigation in the community from him. And one of the things he told me when I was hanging out in the sex bars in the 1970s was the tricks of the trade. And one thing he told me, the tricks of the trade, is when you go to a, a, a gay bar, a sex bar, I'm going to say sex bar. I mean, there was a time in the 70s when almost every gay bar had a back room. You heard about the back room when they go, it's, all, it's dark and guys go in there and have sex with whoever they have sex with and come on out. Because almost every bar had that. Because when you have a back room, that, uh, how you say, raise your profits. Oh, let's go to Witchcomb. We don't have to go all the way down to the Christopher Street to the Strap. Witchcomb got a back room right here. You know, you might meet somebody, you go, you go in there, have a couple of drinks and you... Give him a wink, and he give a wink, and you go in the back. So, what a rule number one, Richie told me. Rule number one: Don't pay attention to their crotch. I said, "What are you talking about?" He said, "You see, some of these guys come in the bars. They got this big crotch, you know, make it look like they got a big cock." And he said, "Most guys put socks down here to make it look like they got a big dick. They they entice you, entice you to go in the." back room is pitch black and then you give him a blowjob when you take it out and it ain't that big at all I said oh 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 okay that was rule number one 
Rule number two. Never, ever, ever carry your wallet in your back pocket anywhere in any of the gay bars. Especially not in the back room. And I got burnt because I was I didn't listen to him one time. I knew this when I got burnt. You take somebody in the back room, it's pitch black, they're giving you a blowjob, and at the same time, you feel somebody feeling your ass. They're supposed to be grabbing your you know how you grab your ass and then they and they and while they go down on you. Well what they're doing is they're doing that to distract you so they can steal your wallet. They're just doing that to see if you have a wallet in your back pocket and you steal your wallet. You never take you you never take your wallet into the back room in, in your back pocket. In fact, Richard used to tell me when you go to a, to those sex bars, you never take any money with you, just enough to buy a couple of beers, and that's it. Because they have so many ways, he said, that they steal your money. Some some sometimes you put it in your pocket, you know, a couple of dollars in your pocket, that's gone. They pickpocket you. And then there was one time, I don't know if I told the story, how I picked this this guy up. And um, long story short, yada, yada, yada. He he was going to beat me up. I took him to his his place or a friend place. And then he didn't, I didn't have any money. He asked me for money. I didn't have any. And when I left out in the hallway, he tried to get me to take my shoes off. Because sometimes when you go out, you put your money in your shoe. So that, you know, because you can't put it in your back pocket. You can't put in your, you can't, you know, you can't take your wallet. You can't put a couple of dollars in your pocket because they pickpocket you. So you put it in your shoe. And if you need it, you go to the bathroom and you take it out of your shoe and you go and get a beer or something. This guy must have thought I did that. Actually, I didn't have any money. Lucky for me. Well, lucky for me. Anyway, so that was rule number two. Or was that rule number three? And then this other rule. He told me about that was very interesting. He said, get the money. No, get excuse me. I'm sorry, I said it wrong. Get the dick first before you pay. You pick up somebody, they say they want the money. No, you get you get you get the penis first, and then you pay. Cause if they ain't giving you no penis first. First of all, they probably can't get it up, he said. And second of all, they just want the money for drugs and they're going to go home. The big thing about the rules of this tricks of the trade was basically it's like picking up somebody who's down on their luck or an addict or an alcoholic. All they want is the money. They don't want the sex. You want the sex. And sometimes they would try to entice you with the sex. I had a guy who did that to me. He said, uh, meet me around the corner, whatever. And I met him around the corner, and he said to me, uh, you, can blow, you can blow me for $5. And then I heard that Richie thing came in my head. $5 was kind of cheap, by the, by the way. It may, be 19, it may be in the 70s, but $5 was the cheapest I've ever heard for a guy letting you give him a blowjob. But Richie said, you blow him first, and then you give him the $5. I mean, I did it. I thought maybe he might, you know, beat me up $5. But then I gave him the $5. He let he went on his way. That was very cheap. Usually, usually, it depends on how desperate these guys are. Back then, guys were very desperate for money, for drugs. They did almost anything. Almost anything. For, you know, 
just to get that drug, whatever drug they was on. Usually, I can't believe, usually it was heroin. I did date a guy who was on, was a heroin addict. Those guys are not fun to have hang around with anyway. And anyway, that's what I wanted to tell you about, the tricks of the trade. Now, do, do, are they still the same tricks of the trade? Are they still doing this? I don't know. I'm thinking this is 2023. Maybe the uh, the gay community got more liberated where they don't have to go and get money to do that. I think. I haven't been around in a long time. When you get my age, you get up in the morning after you go to the gym or do what you have to do, it's time to take a nap. And after you take your nap, you do some more housework, it's time to have dinner and go to bed. <laughs> it's not like when I was 20 years old, hanging out in the bars to 4 a.m. in the morning, and then hanging. Then if you can't find sex at 4 a.m. in the morning, you go to Central Park. There's an area in Central Park, you hang out there until the sun comes out to see if you can find a a piece of trade. Thank you for listening to the craziness that lives inside my head.